to the service. This service this morning, we're not doing the normal format. We're going to divide this into three parts, and each part has a devotional. It has a video, a short video clip, and then we'll have some time to worship and praise together. And just so I don't run long, I'm going to keep within my ten minutes, okay? So, guys, the, the fact that we are here at all, or that we're here in this building, is really a, a testimony to God's goodness and faithfulness to this group of believers over the years. Some of you have heard this before. For those who haven't, this church started in 1997. This was, Paul said his rebirth was sort of out of time. And this church's birth was not planned. You know, we, we broke off from another church plant, totally unlooked for. And inauspicious, our first meeting, this group's first meeting, was around the picnic table in Gage Park. Inauspicious, to say the least. We were a group that did not have much in the way of finances, for sure. We were not large in number, no building, no property. But folks' faithfulness to the Lord and to each other is really what held us together there and has ever since. The last 18 years, I can tell you personally, have been really rich and really good in some ways. And, and you know, I'd be less than honest if I didn't say really challenging and at times grueling on the other. But as we look back, God has been faithful indeed. And let me rehearse to you a couple of the ways that it has struck me I've seen God's faithfulness in Lion and Lamb. The, the best thing for us as Christians, one of the best things for us to know or realize is that when God is faithful, His first faithfulness is always to Himself. And that's a good thing. That is, because God is who and what He is, He cannot help but be faithful and faithful to who and what He is. So when we look back in the history of the church, we see God's faithfulness first simply to Himself to continue to be the loving, faithful, providential God that He is. God's faithfulness first and foremost has always been to Himself when I've looked back at our church and our group, um, I've always been confident that we were a church that God would use and bless and that, that the, the work that God would do in and through Lion and Lamb would, would be significant. It would echo through eternity. And when I say that, you might think, Mike, you've got the big head. And I take no, listen just a bit longer. My confidence was based not on what we had, but what we did not have. My confidence was based on our lack, not on our supply. It was based on our folly, not on our wisdom. And you and I, we're in good, good shape. We're in good company when we talk this way. Listen to what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 12. And again, think about God's faithfulness to Himself as we're talking about these passages. So Paul had a problem. And he had some pain. He had an affliction in his life and he wanted God to get rid of it for him. You know, I've looked at our church and I've wished we were one thing more, one thing less, this or that, that we're not. And this is what God said to Paul, 2 Corinthians 12. He said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Power is perfected in weakness. Paul, you provide the weakness and I provide the power. Paul said, most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So friends, our weakness, our lack, that is what has given me confidence. I've said to the Lord multiple times, Lord, I think we're the perfect group for you to work through because of all that we are not and all that we do not have. 
Lion and Lamb Church has had nothing to boast about except the Lord and what He has done. And God has been faithful to work through foolishness, weakness, the things that are not in using us and building us up as He has through today. Now, listen to this passage from 1 Corinthians. Uh, our God and the Apostle Paul has a, has a sense of humor. He wants to build us up, right? So listen to what he calls us, how he describes us. This is from 1 Corinthians 1. Paul's talking, by the way, to a very proud group. He says, Consider your calling, brethren, that we were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble. So Paul says to the church in Corinth, as he might say to us today, look around and look at what you are not. And then he says, look at what you are. Verse 27, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. The base things of the world, the despised God has chosen. He's talking to us. Base, lowly, despised. The things that are not, that have no earthly, worldly standing, so that He may nullify the things that are. So that no one may boast before God. Because at the end of the day, God says it's all about me and my power working through you. By His doing, you are in Christ Jesus who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption so that just as it is written, let him who boasts, boasts in the Lord. So God says at the end of the day, this is all about me. This is not about you. This is about my power, my perfections, my strength working in you clear clay pot vessels, you inadequate people, but I'm pouring out my grace, my mercy, my strength, my work through you. We have always had, as we look back on Lion and Lamb's history, we've always had places to meet. Sometimes a bit cozy. Did I mention, you know, from the park we went to homes, one home and then another. We settled in the McElroy's for a while. We went to the Karate Center for a while. We landed in Caerperville Latin. We started in the theater and eventually moved to the Jim, the places we've met have not been ideal by our estimation, but they've certainly been adequate. That has been God's faithfulness. We have always had finances adequate for this church's needs. We've always had rent. We've always paid our bills as we've gone along. We've had pizza money. We've had key, key ingredient for our church. We've had donut money for Sunday mornings. We've more recently had funds adequate for church staff. We've never taken on debt. We have, in fact, put money away for many years as a church, which is why we could come in here and spend quite a bit of money just upgrading the facility so we could come in and enjoy it. That has all been the faithfulness of God. Guys, we have grown. We have grown in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That second 3.18, that's sort of the bottom line, isn't it? That we're growing in the Lord. That's God's faithfulness to Himself and His Word. One of the things I'm delighted in, we have seen children born in this church, grow up in this church, come to rebirth through faith in Christ in this church, and begin living their lives as disciples of Christ on their own. That's God's multi-generational faithfulness to Himself as well. We've seen others come into our midst, hear words of life, and come to faith and new life in Christ, that's God's faithfulness to Himself, His Word, and His Son. God's been faithful, and that's a good thing. We count on Him, not on ourselves. I want to, as I wind down, I want to talk about um, thinking about this this morning. What has God's faithfulness to our group looked like? 
the key for me, one of the keys, we, we go through a litany of lists and we say the, the facilities or the finances or the places to meet, whatever, those things are all key. They're important for us, right? We're humans on the earth. We need these things. The other thing, though, for me has been I have seen God's faithfulness on display through the saints in this church. Through the saints in this church. Jesus said in John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, that you belong to me, that you follow me if you have love for one another. Your study sheet has a couple other references there as well. Uh, whatever the future holds for Lion and Lamb, you know, buildings come and go. Reputations rise and fall. Whatever the future of this church looks like, my, my hope and my prayer is that we continue to reflect God's kind of faithful, loyal love in the future. That the love of Christ shown to us is what characterizes us going forward. I've told this story before, but especially this morning it bears repeating. There was a leadership meeting in this church many years ago. And we had done everything but set the date and the time to announce to the church that we were folding, that we were ceasing to exist as a church. Sorry, I may, I may not hold it together here. Um, and one of the brothers in that meeting, we're all but done. We're, we're done. We're going to close the doors. And, and uh, he, said, uh, he said, well, what will happen to these two ladies uh, in our midst, and uh, that generated this additional conversation. It's like, man, you know, if, if we fold, we don't know what's going to happen to them. And so, uh, Lion and Lamb Church continued to exist as a church because we were concerned about two women in our midst. And guys, I I look back on that meeting and I see it as seminal to the spiritual DNA that God has deposited in our group. God's faithful, loyal love was the only reason this church continues to exist to this day. We would not be here if it had not been for the weakness in our midst that we realize God's faithfulness to us requires us to think faithfully towards the weakest in our midst. This church exists because of our weakness. Isn't that cool? That we continue to be this weak group that God pours His faithfulness in and through. Uh, sorry, I'm already over my 10 minutes. Let me just close with this. As we consider the past and the faithfulness of God, I hope that our focus isn't so much on this church, but this church is God, not so much what we have, but what we have in store laid up in heaven. Ultimately, God will have His way and will faithfully honor Himself. And friends, we will be glad for that. Paul says this in Romans 11.36, For from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be glory forever. Amen. Hey, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Amen? Amen. We have so much for which to rejoice. Paul said this in Philippians 4, uh, and then he went on to say, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through 
Christ Jesus. Please notice, rejoicing before petition. Petition with thanksgiving. Thankfully, the folks of Lion Lamb did not say, don't we wait until after God blesses us before we rejoice and give thanks? You know, I think it's significant that after we acquired this property, we went to talk to an architect about, uh, you know, how we could improve or, or build or whatever. And he asked about, you know, how many folks were meeting in the gym over there? And we told him, and he said, well, you know, the good news is they're sure not coming because of your facility. <laughs> and that's true. That was true. Um, the folks at Lion and Lamb throughout the years have always been thankful for the privilege to assemble and worship, whether in a big gym or in a crowded theater or in a karate center, in a living room or at a park bench. God has always guarded our hearts and gave us contentment with whatever he gave. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. You know, as we've gone through the years, the leaders of Lion and Lamb have really seen no way it was humanly possible for us to purchase a facility suitable with our resources, given that we always wanted to use our resources to help people in need. We talked about options. We determined that it would not be wise for us to incur debt. And therefore, we were totally dependent on God. What were some of His riches? You know, there was absolutely no way that we could foresee a chain of events to lead to this. Many years ago, a young woman was saved in this building. She would later join the body of Lion and Lamb. She would be remembered by the folks of Faith Baptist Church. And then those brothers and sisters in Christ at Faith Baptist would come to us and say, we believe that it's God's plan for us to give, for us to give this property to you. Could there be any clearer example of God's supplying our need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus? We did not do this. He did it all. And He deserves all the praise. Amen. Now, to our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 You know, uh, this transition, when, when this started to come up over a year ago, uh, and especially more recently, it made the leaders of Lion and think, you know, we need to be clear. The world is changing around us. The sands are shifting. So we did not change our beliefs. We simply decided it was time to clarify our beliefs. And so we started to work on that. Uh, 
we have a number of things that are important to stand firm on these days. I'm going to talk about a few things. I hope it doesn't sound like a laundry list, but some things. We've got some guests here, some people who've never been here before. And that just so you'll have a little bit of understanding of what we are, Mike's, Mike's talked a lot about that, but, but uh, some distinctives perhaps. You know, we've got a full slate of Sunday schools, adult, college, uh, junior and senior high and primary. We've got small groups, some that, that meet, meet uh, continuously, some just for specific uh, purposes. Uh, we've got lots of church activities, as, as was mentioned in the video. Uh, we, we like to have potlucks. We're not sure how we're going to handle that throughout the winter, but we're going to try to do what we can. We've, got, uh, we've had a family camp. We've got uh, the Islas have, have blessed us with a large property out, out north where we have events like a fall fest and a barn dance. We've got events where we try to get men together. We've got events where we try to get women together. Uh, a lot of things that you can participate in and be edified by. Uh, as you have since today, if you haven't been here before, our worship is authentic, it is enthusiastic. We've got some for all, you know, you get the contemporary, you get the worship songs, you get the choruses, you get the hymns. Because, you know, we're not here for one segment, we're here for the whole body. Uh, we have a, a huge outreach for a small church. You know, we were involved with organizations like the Topeka Rescue Mission, the Caring Pregnancy Options, Young Life, uh, Safe Families, and many others. Uh, we've got, we're involved with, financially with ministries nationally. We're actively involved and personally involved with uh, helping the folks of Haiti. Um, I want to talk finally about some of our guiding principles, and these may be or may not be some distinctives about Lion and Lamb of where we are. First and foremost, we are Bible-centered, Bible-focused. You know, you can't be led by the Spirit of God if you don't know what God's plan is. And so you're going to hear often if you come here, read your Bible. Not just the guy up here, but you read your Bible. We're a little different in our leadership. We have plural leadership, and the leaders all truly love and care about one another. Uh, Mike, who was up here before, is our primary teacher, but he's not the only teacher. Uh, because of his gifts, we consider him to be first among equals, but Mike would say he would focus on equals because that's what we are. Uh, I think we've got in Mike one of the best teachers in Topeka. Amen? Amen. We focus on trying to be an integrated body to love and serve one another. We've all got different gifts, but we want to serve families. We want to serve singles, young and old. Uh, we want to encourage and equip men to be servant leaders in their families and in church, to follow Christ's example in loving their wives and children. We want to encourage women to serve idle functions in a complementary fashion with their husbands and in the church. We want single adults to be encouraged to get involved in in all these different areas, and many of them do in Sunday schools and nurseries and hospitality and other ways. And, and it, it is truly a blessing to see the church working together as a body. Finally, we've got now this facility. Understand, folks, this is not the church around us. That is the church. But God has blessed us with this facility to be a ministry center, a worship center, to have an outreach to the neighborhood. 
God has provided a place for us to, to use and to go to all week, not just half a day on Sunday. Isn't He good? Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. And now to our God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Amen. Um, how's everybody doing? What a day, right? Is this awesome or what? Um, I don't know, maybe it's the old Baptist in me, but uh, I want to have an altar call after that last song. <laughs> Anybody up for that? Any old Baptist in the... Yeah? No? Okay. Mike says no. We won't do it then. Okay. Um, so we've been talking about God's faithfulness. This has been our theme. Uh, and it has been, we haven't been at the church very long, so it's been really good to see the videos, to see everybody's talking about God's faithfulness, to see the common themes. Uh, we've talked about God's past faithfulness to us when the church started through all the years. God's continuing His uh, faithfulness to us now when uh, we're here in this building. And uh, so it falls to me to talk about God's future faithfulness. There's always a danger when you talk about the future. One, because we're finite people. We can't see the future, so we don't know what it holds. So you always run the risk of being wrong. And uh, sometimes you can be spectacularly wrong when you predict things. Does anybody remember the Y2K scare, right? Okay. Or even a couple of years ago, the Mayan calendar. Uh, the world is still here. So I'm going to be very, very short on specifics. And uh, I'm going to instead talk about things that I do know about and I am sure about because they're rooted in God's character and who God is. So I'm going to uh, talk about Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Um, that might seem, I hope that's a familiar passage to you. It may seem like an unusual passage to use in the context of our service today. Uh, but I hope there are some parallels that we can see out of it. Just to set the context, uh, Matthew 28, 18 through 20 is what we call the Great Commission. This is where Christ commissioned his disciples to go out into all the world and to make disciples of all nations. So set the context, Christ is risen. The Mary Magdalene and the other Mary have gone to the tomb. The angels told him, he's not here. He's risen, uh, just as he said he would. Go tell his brothers to go to Galilee to meet him on a mountain. And so they do. Mary goes and tells them, they go to the mountain, possibly the mountain that he was transfigured on. We don't know that for sure. Um, and when they see him, they fall down and worship him. And this is, this is where we pick up. Um, and Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now the disciples, they were faced with a lot of unknowns at this point. What they did know is they knew that Christ had risen from the dead. But that was about it. And that he had given them this commission. They had no idea that in a few short days or weeks, the Holy Spirit was going to fall on them at the day of Pentecost. And 5,000 people were going to be added to the church. They had no idea that a persecution was going to break out against the 
the new church. And they had no idea that one of the chief persecutors was going to turn out to be one of the chief evangelists of this new religion called the Way. Uh, they had no idea that the Gentiles were going to be added to the added to the church. So there were a lot of unknowns. And that's the first parallel to our situation, right? We're not waiting for the Holy Spirit to fall on us because we have him. But there are a lot of unknowns. We've alluded to some of them today. Um, we're not crammed in here, but uh, this building is, is small uh, for our capacity. So when are we going to build? What are we going to build? How are we going to do Sunday school? There's not enough space for that. Uh, thankfully, it dried out a little bit, and we were able to park in the field today. What if it didn't? When it snows, what are we going to do? How are we going to do potlucks? There are just a host of questions that we don't have answers to. Uh, but, but what do we know? Well, um, what we do know is that all authority has been given to Christ. And that's the God that we serve. So whatever happens with the building, whatever happens with the culture, whatever happens with potluck, whatever happens with Sunday school, we know that all authority rests in Christ. Okay, And so we don't have to worry about the bad things that are going to happen, and we can look hopefully forward to the good things that are going to happen. Okay, Because it's all, God's got it. We don't have to worry about it. Um, Okay, I'm off my notes, so just... Uh, okay, what else do we know? We know that we've been given a mission, okay? We've been given the same mission that the disciples were given. And one of the great things about Christianity, you guys, is that we can trace our lineage right here to those 12 guys, okay? In unbroken line, because people... God, as Mike says, God was faithful to himself, so somebody passed on the faith, and somebody passed on the faith, and somebody passed on the faith. And we are here. We're the beneficiaries of that. Okay, there was a church that met here, and they were faithful, and they passed on the faith. And we're the beneficiaries of them giving us this building. So we've been given that same mission, all right, mission to go and make disciples. Right here in this neighborhood uh, and in our city, there are people that don't know Christ. There are people right here that are appointed to eternal life, that God is going to, at some point, regenerate. He's going to save them, and he's going to bring them into our church. We have no idea how that's going to happen. All right? But that's going to happen. And when it does, we need to be here, we need to be welcoming, and we need to be ready to disciple them. So, we've been given a mission. Um, and the final thing is that Jesus said that I will be with you to the end of the age. So we have the future promise of Christ's presence with us. Um, now, if I was a prosperity preacher, I would tell you that that means uh, God's going to open the floodgates of heaven, and he's going to bring a bunch of doctors and lawyers in here with deep pockets, and uh, you know, in six months we're going to break ground on this fabulous new building, and it's just going to be great. Um, I'm not a prosperity preacher. I don't expect... You know, God could do whatever, so maybe we will break ground in six months. Um, but I tell you what I do know, that as we are in this building, and as we are discipling, and as we are living out God's mission, as we're doing life together, as we're crammed in here, as we're 
there's not enough bathrooms or whatever. As we are doing life together and growing closer together, the world is going to see that. Topeka is going to see that. Our neighborhood is going to see that. And guys, that is much more of a witness than any building that we put on this property. And so we have that to look forward to. Um, you know, the disciples left the mountain that day, and they had no idea what was going to happen. Um, but they remembered Christ's past faithfulness to them, and that gave them hope in his future faithfulness to them. And so just as we today have remembered God's past faithfulness to us and his present faithfulness to us, it gives us hope. There's every reason to believe that as we stay on mission and as we follow Christ, that he will continue to be faithful to us.